0: what is going on guys welcome to the new life podcast episode I have no idea but welcome our guest Austin minton what's going on
1: guys
2: what's up Austin how are you how are you feeling today
1: feeling fantastic
2: yeah Saturday
0: it's a it's a nice Saturday My for day. sure.
2: Absolutely. You're looking pretty sharp, too. Oh,
1: thank you, sir. As, as are you boys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Austin um, is a good friend of mine. And, and we don't we haven't even hung out like crazy amount of times. Right. I was trying to think of how we met today. Ooh. I want you to tell me.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Actually, the first day we spent together was the 17 mile day on the Appalachian Trail.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, dude. So we decided to climb a five mile mountain. It's just like five in, or sorry, it's like two and a half up, two and a half down. We get to the top, and it was like, we did it for sunrise. We're like, oh, well, it's early. Yeah, we got there early. We have a long Saturday ahead of us. Why don't we just keep walking down this trail? So naturally, we, like, headed south on the Appalachian Trail, and we hit another marker. It's like nine miles in. We're like, oh, maybe we should keep going. Like, we could probably just take an Uber back. So before we know it, we actually did 17 miles in, uh, about i think it was like eight or nine hours or something like that yeah we're cruising Crazy. and uh <laughs> we actually and it was
0: super rocky like our ankles yeah, oh, was were pretty terrible. beat up terrible not not a fun terrain it was so
1: bad yeah your ankles were just getting shot we complained about it the entire last eight miles was just brutal but uh yeah then we got to the side of the road and uh it was actually my first ever hitchhiking experience tyler went shirtless on the side of the road and oh stuck i you remember <laughs> i do remember but you get a ride not from a random stranger Ah, no we got
0: an uber yeah but we had to took us a while to get service
1: it took like an hour so there was just like no service no there's no ubers out there so we're like (laughs) all right so that was the first day that tyler and i really yeah so that's the first day we met (laughs)
0: and and we really bonded and i think part of it and mike actually talked about this uh in his episode he talked about shared suffering and like you know going on a 17 mile walk through uh up a mountain is is a is a type of suffering obviously like working out a type of suffering right putting your body through something that's almost very challenging or painful and you right. become better from it uh, a good type of stress so we had that we shared that together you know we, like he said we complained the last couple of miles and uh we really bonded over that so it was a great time
1: yeah it was a lot of fun
0: we actually had a nice little list here for you this episode so tell me about yourself you know
1: cool so um I guess my story starts when I was four years old, uh, became a baseball player. That was pretty much my life. Uh, it was always the most important thing, uh, to me. I ended up playing in college. Um, so it was just, I've been a competitive athlete my whole life. Um, and just, uh, really found so much, so much fun. It was just very fun for me to just compete, develop myself as an athlete and just push myself every day Um, and I think you know I lost that after college and it was super hard for me because that's really who I was Um, so I think that's really where my story starts Um, it's just like being an athlete you know since I was four years old that's really when it started Mm -hmm. for me Um, and then you know after college it was gone so got to figure out hey who is Austin and uh, since then I've been on a a lovely journey of trying to answer all those questions and like yeah, yeah. That, that
0: was your outlet that was a very strong one and it yeah. took a lot of your time so you you kind of i attached your identity to it a little bit 100%. or a lot of it you know right. so right. you went through that but you, you're clearly doing really well now so
1: yeah dude i'm i'm hoping to i think it's just like every single day i'm just constantly trying to do things to put myself uh in a better place for tomorrow um you know it's just i don't think that it's an it's a never-ending battle of getting to know yourself um there's never like a a moment where you're like All right, well i'm here I, like i'm, I'm who cool. i should be now this is i know myself i'm, I'm the best version now so right. i don't have to do anymore and i
2: right. mean and you're changing day by day so when you right. think you know yourself you're
1: different the next day 100 percent.
0: yeah one percent better every day that's it strive strive, yeah. strive strive
1: absolutely strive. yeah so i just think like uh just being a college athlete was like really hard for me to lose that and you know Once I, like, really got to, uh, like, got off the field, um, it really made me reflect on everything. It's like, you know, I always thought about playing at an elite level, the highest level possible, and when that wasn't an option for me anymore, it's like, okay, now I have to seriously think about, like, what I'm going to do with my life, Um, and I'm still trying to answer that question, but uh, I think it's really been a fun journey to, like, dig into the harder stuff and ask those questions to myself.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And it seems like uh, nature became a big outlet for you oh, after yeah. baseball, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I went on uh, a hike with a couple of my friends. I think it was actually in 2019. Um, so it was the year after I finished playing baseball. And I was like, wow, this is fun. I climbed a mountain in like an hour and a half. It's out in the woods. It was hard. Like, should do this more. <laughs> so I actually just like... Which Those endorphins pump. were pumping. Dude, you know? they were pumping 100. Because for someone listening,
0: they they might be like, "That sounded terrible."
1: Oh yeah, it was, it was terrible. But
0: there's something about, I guess that it's the suffering that right.
1: right. The mountain had me. It's
0: it's a it's a you stress, you know, not a distress, which is like it makes you better. So it makes you want to do it again. And the oh. ice baths a great example. Just the yeah, yeah, out sure. there. And,
2: and the main part about that is, so you know, if your baseline of satisfaction let's given a number, is 200, and you become satisfied, let's say you go up to 600, but if you're at 200, you're struggling, you're going to go down to like 10 or 20, but then once you reach that satisfaction, you're going to go even higher than you would if you were at a normal baseline, so you receive a lot more satisfaction, which is why we like things that are competitive, that are hard, you know, and all that, because you get a lot more satisfaction from doing harder things than you do from doing easy things i think mm. For it's
0: sure. more rewarding yeah oh, yeah makes yeah. a lot of sense
1: no doubt and i mean i think that's like kind of part of like standing at the top of mountain. It's like wow oh, this is really cool like i just did this so you know i think like building off of that i just was like all right like what's the like from where i live what's the coolest and hardest things i can do and that's kind of what i just started doing so i did everything hard in new jersey climbed some like cool mountains and then like reach my way out so any like really cool day hike and really up from Maine to Southern Virginia. i love that pretty we're,
0: much. We're long overdue on one dude, by the way. Yeah.
1: We got to get after it. That'd be fun.
0: Um, and for those of you who saw Mike's episode, Olson is the, his partner in crime who did that with him and walked the PCT trail from Mexico to California. And
2: you kept going, right? He said,
1: yeah. So I went to I'm pretty almost, almost Canada. Um, started with Mike, um, and then pushed on through northern California. how
0: many days were you out there
1: 165
0: nice yeah, yeah mike was there 100 he said
1: 100, yeah that's crazy yeah um
0: and and why didn't you get to make it to the canada border
1: um well unfortunately wildfires were a big problem um even before that so we actually the day i crossed the california oregon border there was uh it was called the mckinney fire
2: in california the McKinney fire is raging out of control.
1: And this morning crews are really struggling to contain the flames while facing heat, thunderstorms and wind that could make the fire even bigger. Um, so it's like this massive fire in Northern California right on the border. Um, and it was like, just devastated some communities. And we actually slept three miles from where it started, um, the night it started. So we crossed the, the border, uh, California, Oregon and, We're like looking at this crazy smoky sky, Hiked another eight miles into uh, Oregon at this water source, sat down for lunch, had this like 20 mile vista. It was beautiful, just like eating, sitting in the mountains. And uh, just like 20 minutes later, made my ramen. And as I'm making my ramen, this view just disappears, wind shifted, and we're just completely engulfed in smoke. And we're like, oh, all right, well, should probably get moving. So I actually had service and we got a text from this girl in town and she was like, she was in Ashland, Oregon, which is like 20 miles from us at this point. And she was like, Hey, if like emergency services are asking PCT hikers to identify themselves in the woods so they can account for who's out there right now. So I'm like, okay. So I called 911 and, uh, they connect me to Jackson County search and rescue. And they're like, yeah, we're going to put a team on you. You guys are in like a, an evacuation zone okay so <laughs> we pack up our lunch look pretty quickly get some water and um we're instructed to walk to i think it was another two miles to this fire road and like once you hit this road head east and keep walking until you see a truck i'm like all right so we walked for i think it was another like three hours it's just insane it's just crazy smoke so that storm actually created its own lightning that fire wow sorry, created its own lightning so like there was just these crazy booms going on around us, and just like raining in fire. It was insane. it's like it created its so own that little, was first little
0: uh, what do you call that atmosphere ecosystem,
1: yeah, yeah, it literally had its own like ecosystem it was nuts that's nuts um yeah, so that was first um so because of that, um we actually had to skip oregon um it was that was our choice um but the, I mean essentially. There was Oregon's air quality was really poor, and there was tons of uh, smoke in the air. The weather was like very, very hot and just creating fires all over the state. Um, So, uh, my buddies and I that are hiking with, we decided to rent a car. Kyle, in the car, come on! drive up to the Washington border um, and at least be able to hike all of Washington and touch Canada. So that's what we did. It was cool. We took a little road trip through Oregon and uh, we went up there and like had a couple days off trail, which is also bizarre at the same time (laughs) because we're back in society. Uh, So that was a whole nother thing. Um, But got back on trail and then we hiked. It was Washington is 505 miles um, and we got to hike. I think, like 485. Um, That's crazy. So 17 miles from the Canadian border, uh, we got turned around by so rangers. Yep, right next to the border. Um, so it's like you know, been walking with Canada in my mind the whole summer, and they tell us, "Hey, can't touch it." So I'm like, okay. So we actually it was kind of funny. My buddy that was hiking with his name's Trainwreck, uh, guy was carrying nine beers in his backpack for the border just gonna hand them out at the border and uh <laughs> we were like well this this is our border so as like other hikers started coming down the trail everybody's devastated some people are crying like this wow. is what we we're doing all summer like this was it this is the moment and that was the day a lot of people were gonna touch the border so on top of that there's people who already touched the border coming back mm. and like all excited and happy and it was just this weird pool of people that we we're having come in just like and you're just devastated dusting. or really happy like some touched it some didn't and it's just like and you're yeah,
0: just please. there dusting beers
1: so train wreck <laughs> as all these people pull up there's like nine people perfect amount of people train wreck's like fuck it i got beers <laughs> <laughs> so he hands out beers to everybody there and uh there was like 11 of us that all cheered and ended our hike right there but it was crazy so fires certainly detoured a lot this summer but i mean that was it's not even half of the
0: story what did the fires teach you well i mean not being able to touch the border what what did you take away from that positively
1: um i just think it's it's not always about what's at the end um it's really what's in the middle of the the mountains and what you experience in that it's like i think that in life we always strive for like this end result and something that we're really looking for that like we can't wait to get to um but sometimes you can't have that and it's important to know that and i think it's important to know that you're not always going to get what you want and uh, it was just a perfect example for me there's just like damn like i put my whole entire summer into this i've been walking every single day towards one thing but it's i think it really has made me reflect on the journey and like it's not about what you want at the end it's what about if what comes in the middle and all those things that you gain from everything in there and, and
2: and the 160 miles that you did walk 160 days 160 i'm sorry days. <laughs> things, yeah. yeah yeah um 160 yeah. So I, miles. That's how, how many miles did you walk
1: so i think collectively is somewhere around like 2300 miles um i missed like including uh, oregon because i actually tried to go back and do oregon but also got turned yeah. around by a fire so it's just like dude, i got punched in the face three times did you, by did
2: you hit your uh step your your steps oh, every day dude no. i'm just kidding
1: dude i had i think it was seven million steps in 2022 yeah god damn yeah it's insane that's crazy
0: everyone check their fitbit and apple watch right now if you beat that let us know <laughs> yeah please please let
1: me know
2: you I'm gotta sure pray guitar know. yeah dude. yo
0: so how did you meet mike oh dude
1: well baseball right yeah but it's funny mike and i really met in 2019 as well like for like our friendship really started then yeah um and it's been awesome dude uh it's crazy like i don't know i've always felt like um for hold on first let me get to how i met mike so we actually were in a backyard at a friend's graduation party i think and sounds we were just right. we we're just cutting the shit and uh i was like damn this guy's like we like a lot of the same things this is really nice and at the time like i was like I'd just lost baseball, kind of been going through the shit right then and like just trying to figure out who I was and surround myself with better people. And uh, Mike was like, you know, he was what I was looking for. He's a very positive dude. Wanted to do crazy shit, and like I've always been that way. But always I needed somebody to push me to do crazy shit, and Mike was very much just that for me. So he's that cool. for me too. Oh yeah, dude. It's just like I just need a yes man. We're just like, oh, do you want to go run and, cool. and do something crazy? Yeah. Mike, Mike's run. got
0: a great mindset. He does. Like when you have a conversation with him about something that you're serious about or something that you're like uh debating in your life, he just gives you the the answer you need to hear. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He's a great friend. Yeah,
1: yeah, but he's uh been super great for me i mean he's the reason we i mean i did the pct um i wouldn't even have known about it without mike I think that's the funniest part about the whole thing is in that conversation that mike and i really were like rekindling everything and you know becoming friends again if you will i think so like mike and i have always we played baseball together we always knew each other but never like hung out like yeah, saw him at parties stuff like that but he was just kind of always from you know the town over and that was that um but we finally like got to cut the shit that night it was a lot of fun and uh he was like uh i said to him i wanted to do the jmt one day which is the john muir trail so it's like 200 mile trail through the sierras and he's like fuck that should do the (laughs) bct i'm like what's that he's like oh well it's 2600 miles I was like well that sounds a little bit more ridiculous (laughs) and right up my alley let me do some reading about this and i'll get back to you uh so it's kind of funny mike just ended up moving to montana at the time and uh we literally developed our friendship on Fortnite, we we're like just like oh, yes. hopping on, and forgot about just that. like talking while we played Fortnite in that whole fad. So that was fun.
0: That's um, crazy.
1: Yeah, and then ended up talking about the PCT, and I'm like, dude, I want to do this. Had a conversation with my boss. I was like, hey, this is something I want to do. Give him a like year and a half heads up, and it's like, hey, this is gonna happen. Just whether I have your support or not, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna quit my job at this point, and move on so
0: you went for it right yeah you had something you were passionate about and you sent you pulled the trigger right and i just want to highlight that for a lot of people listening like you gave your job a year notice because you knew you were that passionate about something so like if someone else out there is passionate about something and they want to pursue something and it involves a hard choice like quitting your job or even just planning ahead of time like send that you know what i mean you only live once
1: absolutely i just think it's about not being afraid of doing that kind of stuff like i'm certainly not anywhere special right now in life but i think that i've learned more than anything that um you know you can't be afraid to do the hard shit and take those those risks even if like to you even if it is something that's small you know like it should be something like you should can't you know what's on the other side of fear progress nothing (laughs) nothing (laughs) at all (laughs) Sure, progress but like potentially progress. Yeah. No, but there's like absolutely nothing scary on the other side of fear. That's what the funny part about fear is. It's like,
0: it's the anticipation,
1: right? It's just like, Oh, like, like, what am I going to do? Like, this is so scary. Like, I don't want to do this because like, it's going to make me feel a certain way. But like on the other side of that emotion usually is like pride, happiness. Like you just accomplish something that you're really afraid of. Even if it's minor, it's like, like, I don't want to go for a walk in the rain. Like, Get, put a coat on. Go walk in the rain. It's like, oh, Matt, look at that. You just walked in the rain. The
0: hardest part of any battle is starting. 100%. The second you start, you're over halfway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm going to use the ice bath again for an example. It just has been the perfect example in my life. I am on day 16 of doing it every day in a row. And it has completely changed my mental state for the better. And every time I before I get in, I don't want to. And I'm always like... I just have that. and feel it. I'm already cold before I get in. The second I get in, first two seconds, I feel amazing. It's like, it wasn't even bad, you know?
1: Yeah. You it's so crazy.
0: Step. Obviously, you yeah. know, if you're not used to it, like I got had to get used to it a few times, but right. once you do it a few times or pull that trigger, it's, it's not bad.
1: It's like anything. I think even like running has been, I've just started running four months ago, probably, or September, five mm-hmm. months, maybe. Um, but that's been, like, a whole new journey for me as well. And same way. It's like, I never, because of baseball, was like, this is a punishment. I never liked running. And, you know, shout out Mike. Made me do more crazy shit. Uh, he's like, yeah, hey, let's run an ultra marathon. I'm like, oh, no, absolutely not. Spent, you know, 100 days with the asshole, and guess what I'm doing? Running 55 miles. So, uh, like, through running and training for that. I Apparently
0: learned. you said you are going to beat him, too.
1: When, when are you guys <laughs> We crossed together. It was great. Yeah. But I might've been a step ahead.
0: Okay. Whatever. (laughs) But you guys finished, you guys finished together.
1: Yeah, dude. No, we finished together. It was, it was really cool. Um, and it was an awesome moment. We ran the entire thing together, which was a blast. And it was literally just a day of suffering. Um, it was, that's great. Yeah. It was just kind of a funny thing. Ultra marathons are like, Oh, like, you know, you're going to go out there and suffer. Like it's going to hurt everything you're going to do. That day is going to be hard mm-hmm. uh, from every standpoint, especially mentally. Like that's more than anything. It's like you know the trail for me. Every day I was putting one foot in front of the other to get to Canada. Right, an ultramarathon is like it's very similar, but like it's a little faster in the day. Yeah, it's just a little bit faster. But so it's the same concept. So it's easy for me to apply what I learned from the trail to the marathon and to running. But it all goes back to what you said. It's just like you have to keep taking that step, moving forward and like doing those things in order to put yourself in the position to do the things that you set goals for.
0: Love that. So so for someone who hasn't run a marathon before, what's your like biggest tip for them? Well. Who wants to do them? <laughs> Obviously.
1: Well, I technically haven't run a marathon either, but.
0: <laughs> but you have some experience. But
1: I've run long distances. Sure. Um, I guess I would just say that Uh, You have to find the fun in it, which is the most important part. It's like you want to do it, obviously, because it's a hard challenge. But you have to find joy in training for it. Otherwise, it's going to absolutely suck. And that's not the point of it. You don't want it to totally suck. Um, So you want to be able to just at least have fun with it. And I think that for me, it was just like literally developing a relationship with running. Like, oh, this is something I'm going out and I really actually want to do. Like, This is going to be its beautiful day, like perfect time to move the body. Let's do it. 30 minutes you feel great Dan, you know
0: and i think um, the biggest key to that relationship is understanding that it's a time commitment
1: 100 percent,
0: more so than it is an effort commitment
1: right it's not i'm gonna go out and run four miles it's not, i'm gonna go out and run for 30 minutes or you know an yeah. hour and it's just committing to the amount of time you're gonna and you can
0: translate that to any goal and that's something i've learned recently like with my business i have to commit you know prior to uh this new, this new mindset I have is I would always say, I need to get this done, need to get this done. But now I'm like, I have this much time to work on this. This line. much time.
2: You have a deadline that you have you have to get it done before that.
0: Yeah. And then, and then you go into those time slots with uh, more focus, essentially, too, because you know you only have that much time. And then you don't feel as bad when you're not in that time slot, when you're not doing that thing.
1: 100%. I think going off of that, like, so my hike this summer... That was one of the main things for me is that I was reading back on my journal entries. Something that I constantly wrote about was time and how important it is to spend your time doing what you want to do and like really making sure that you're where you want to be. And I think that was the beauty of being out there is that every single moment was amazing. Whether it sucked or it was like life changing, whatever you want to call it. Every single moment out there was unbelievable. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would go back there and right now. It's um, like unreal to be you know, under the Milky Way on a Tuesday night. <laughs> it, that's insane. How are the stars? Dude, I literally slept under the Milky Way for a whole month. It was, I can't even explain that. Austin's awesome. the king skyful. of
0: sunset pictures, too. Oh,
1: yeah. big sunset. I mean,
2: that one video I just saw looked nice. How, um, and it, it makes you realize how stupid it is. The life that we live you know the things yeah. that we worry about
1: yeah we just when I, all
2: you were worrying about is having water food and keep going
1: yeah it's just the basic necessities in life and it's just like the further i got into the hike the more you know weight i dropped in my backpack carried less things and it was this really rewarding beauty when it's like having less things on your back knowing that you can survive just with food and water and your your own well-being um which is really cool um
2: was there one thing that you left behind that
1: you never thought you would leave behind? Ooh see, I'm a comfort guy. So for me it was stripping comfort. Um Mike and I called ourselves the Cozy Kings when we went out there. We had anything you <laughs> and the downhill kings, right? Yeah, also the downhill kings. Watch out. Um but any, and the, anything. And the Jib Kings. Added, sorry. Had all to. the Kings. <laughs> but no, anything that was going to keep me warm and comfortable out there or or whatever that meant for me, I had. So it was just small items that I was stripping away um, in the end. So, like, for example, my sleeping mat went from a three inch thick foam or like nice, or sorry, nice air inflated pad to a one eighth of an inch thick piece of foam. I was just pretty much sleeping on rocks. It was incredible. But it's funny because <laughs> I was more grateful for my entire experience, like, suffering more. So I was just really learning to take away comfort uh, and embrace that suffering because of the reward that it is that you get on the other side of that. Yeah. Do you know? Especially when you get back home back home, and you sleep on your bed. Dude, I hate my bed. Yeah. It's crazy. I literally, like, wanted to sleep on the floor. It's too soft. Like... After sleeping on the ground for five months, I was like, this is way too soft. So, yeah, and it's funny. Like, I even talked to, ironically, I'm in the airport in Portland, about to come back from the trail, shooting the shit with this guy and telling him about what I just did. He's a chiropractor. He's like, you're going to hate sleeping in your bed. And I was like, no, why? Yeah, like, that makes sense. He's like, you've been me. sleeping how you're supposed to sleep for the whole summer. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. on the floor. On the floor. And then, sure enough, dude, I slept terribly probably the first month and a half I got back. I mean, now I'm used to it. And I sleep like a rock, but still.
0: Which one do you think is better for you? Sleep on the ground. You think so?
1: Yeah. because yeah, <laughs> your back, your, your back yeah. doesn't curve. No, yeah. It's
0: just... It definitely well, Your back hurts. has natural... Your spine has natural curves in it.
2: Right? Yeah, sure. but... I guess when you sleep on the ground, you tend to curl up in the floor of your spine versus when you're on the bed. Even if you do that, you're still going to like submerge a little into the mattress.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. Like I always feel better after I lay on the floor. Yes. And sometimes if I lay on like the couch for too long, for example, I get up and my back feels terrible.
1: Yeah, it's just also it's just so wild to just walk all day, look at a piece of earth. Be and then you'd be like
0: super satisfied <laughs> i'm gonna sleep
1: there <laughs> like that was wild so like that was what was really cool about sleeping on the ground is that the ground is all of ours and uh you can sleep and wherever you're, the hell and you're basically
2: wants. basically looking for the best piece of ground to sleep in.
1: Yeah, pretty much dude that, i mean that's putting it perfectly it's just like you become highly analytical about <laughs> slope maybe some roots in a tree uh, guy I hiked with, MVP, was the absolute worst at camp spots, dude. The guy would literally walk around for, like, 20 minutes at camp, like, uh, trying to figure out where he wanted to sleep. It was so funny. But it's like, that's so important when you're out there. It's yeah, like, yeah. every single day, all day, like, from the second you leave camp, you can't wait to go back to bed and be in your sleeping bag. Like, the comfort out there is being in your sleeping bag. You're like, ah, like, I just worked my ass off today, walked 20-something miles, time to chill and then like so that spot is very important mm-hmm. so
0: did you have any what were your fears when you were like going to bed at night and like what was wildlife like was there any like big um, ones
1: i think all of that was handled in the first two weeks so i'd really never backpacked before going into the pct uh maybe like two night trips i did a couple of like camping trips by myself so i was dealt with all those fears then of the noises at the nighttime, I think, which anybody would really have going camping. It's just like, you're in the middle of the woods, you hear a crack in the middle of the night. It's like, you know, what is it? Um, So I think that in bear country, which is like central California and Northern California, when you start to get there, there's bears around for the first time in the trail, you're like, oh, well, this is a little scary. Um, But I don't know, once living out there for so long, it's weird to say but you feel literally like you're a part of it all and You almost just become accustomed to everything that's happening at night and that's the most peaceful thing My favorite thing was to go to sleep next to water Like camping close to water was the most amazing thing ever you just get in your bag Just listen to a babbling stream just trickle all night long. It's just the most meditative thing and like waking up like that, waking up with the birds, with the sun, just really natural.
0: Nice brisk morning. Oh. Primal. It's, it's
1: many brisk mornings. It's primal, you know? It's, yeah.
2: It's what we've been doing for the majority of our existence, you know? Right. Facts.
1: What's so, your thoughts on Liver King?
2: <laughs> bro, I was just thinking that when I say Primal, I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's share. What's your, what's your thoughts on him?
2: Uh, dude, he's, he's a big man. I mean, no, no, I, we mean, like, well, Tyler, I think you mean on, like, his morals and, like...
0: I'll give I you my was, thoughts first. Sure. Because I'm not... I mean, obviously, he, he was a liar, but I don't have any bad feelings towards him, or I'm not going to say anything bad about him or anything great about him, but what I... I think his overall message, that from what I saw of him getting out, and it's, like, about how there's a lot of... Men's mental health, essentially, is, is his message, and how suicides and and men being able to speak um, on their emotions and things like that. So I think that's awesome, right? That's something that's becoming more of a thing that people are talking about and accepting and encouraging actually. So I think that's great. But obviously the whole fact of lying and the amount of steroids that he was doing is actually insane. So like, Like, that's crazy to me. 22K a month. Yeah, like if it was like a little bit, I would have been like, okay, whatever. Like don't care. But like the actual amount, And the lying together is like actually insane to me. But that that you know from his message though, I think people kind of forget about his message when it comes all that. So I just want to highlight like it was good. Like he and his ancestral tenants are great. Like they do help better your life. But he was he was he was faking his persona, which is weird. Yeah,
2: and are you talking about the message after everything was discovered, or because he he
0: did start talking? I didn't even really watch that. I'm just saying from what I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I always follow him because I thought it was cool how he was living. But I always thought, especially Joe Rogan, always said, Come on, you, you can't look like that. Right. It, it's just that natural. natural.
0: Yeah, you don't get like that. You don't look like that from eating liver. And, eating liver is good for you, but like you don't need to go crazy and eat it three meals a day. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what
2: carnivore MD is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's on a carnivore diet and he looks super good but he's thin you know oh he's definitely natural and what i didn't like about liver king is that he has his own lines of supplements and once that was a part of his business he just started pushing it you know and and related the the way he ate the way he lived and his supplements with the way he looked so a lot of people out there were buying his stuff thinking they were going to look like that, right. which is impossible, you know? and The and a exact lot of people, thing that you shouldn't do. Yeah, and a lot of people do that in social media. I mean, you'll have guys on steroids saying they're natural. Just be honest, you know? Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with, with, you know, TRT or whatever you want to do. And but, so
0: many people do it nowadays. It's accepted.
2: I mean, TRT is very beneficial, especially for men after you hit, you know, after you're... Yeah, mid-30s. and we should mention
0: if you're below the age 30... Don't mess with it. You don't need it, but most people don't need it. Even even above the age thirty, you probably don't need it. But 35, 40, above, yeah, it can be very beneficial what to you, improve your quality to say, of Tyler.
2: life. <laughs> my my testosterone is eight eighty eight. Okay, Take it I didn't say I, I didn't say it. nothing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but that's that's the one bad thing about social media. It's just they want to sell this persona. You also have a lot of girls out there that get plastic surgery and then they're taking all these videos in the gym and selling their workout programs and all that. Which you can, but just be transparent about it because some some physical states are very hard to achieve if you don't have supplements and other things, which, you know, is kind of what he was doing.
0: Right. The, the the keys though, just so we can highlight those are recover properly, which means get good consistent sleep, eat a nutritious diet, which means during the daytime you're eating quality foods, and maximize those things. Very simple, right? And then maximize your workouts as well. Obviously, work hard. Work harder than last time every time, every time. But recover.
2: Yes, recover. Sleep. Sleep is and huge. ice bath. It's great. If
0: you don't have an ice bath, take a cold shower. Just do it. It will improve your quality of life, guaranteed. Yeah,
2: I mean it's it's what what we've been talking about: not being comfortable, struggling. It, it it makes your mind a lot stronger. It makes you appreciate the comfortable things you have. And it makes you, it it prepares you for whatever life brings you. So if you're waking up, which I've been doing them too, I, I can't stay as long as you stay, but I'll get there. I mean, I wake up and the first thing I do is put shorts on and go to my backyard and get in there. I don't want to do that shit at all. Hard things first. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hardest in the morning. Yeah, five thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I most days I do it at five. But the
0: second you're done, bro, oh, I feel nothing amazing. Could touch me. Nothing. Could and touch my
2: me. day is no matter what happens, I just fucking did a cold plunge the first thing when I opened my eyes. You know. Mm-hmm. What else can go wrong? You
0: know. So
1: exactly. I and mean, that's how I feel about yeah, yeah working so. out first thing in the morning.
0: Yeah, you guys have been grinding four thirty five in the morning
1: yeah we can get it after it five o'clock on the dot
0: i feel like my spine wouldn't like that personally your spine yeah <laughs> so early in the morning oh
1: dude well i've see. I've, i mean you'll, you'll adapt but i'm just saying right yeah I've, I've literally adjusted my bedtime just so i can get good sleep and still lift at that time i mean like right now that's the only time that i can lift during the day so it's like that's my choice then i'm gonna do it yeah, yeah. that's um, what works for you yeah but yeah. it's like either way it's just doing hard things first it's like what is going to be harder than Thrown around some weight first thing in the morning during I, my day yeah
0: mostly. i do just want to say about that though like personally like i have my workout routine pretty dialed obviously i currently I have days where i get really busy and kind of slack on working out but overall my lifestyle and working out together it's it's there so for me i use my morning energy for the the harder work for me which would be my business my computer work um uh, sitting down and being still and putting in brain work like that for me if I work out in the morning I'll be kind of a little more lower uh focus and energy throughout the day so like I like to work out later in the day but I like to get all my brain work done and right after that ice bath I'm locked and loaded alert after a good night's sleep so I get a lot of that stuff done for me personally and you know that could work for other people too is get your busy brain work done you know the stuff you don't want to do essentially hard things first hard things first and then and then the working out's a reward for me in the, at the end of the day. Like I'm a little more tired, but once you start working out, it's you're you're there. You keep it's great. Going, yeah. Right. Yeah, I I think you mentioned that about getting my work done after
2: the cold plunge. Did you mention that? Yeah,
0: me? you said you go straight to the gym. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Bro, give yourself an hour in your office and then go to the gym. You'll be so you'll you'll lock in."
2: I got to try. I got to try. But yeah, um I've been trying to find a better way to say this since we started this podcast, but Just stop fucking crying all the time, you know, just... Dude,
1: that's the (laughs) only way you can say Yeah, I'm the same way, and like... Become
2: stronger. You can become stronger.
1: Yeah, and I say that to people all the time. It's like, especially my... I mean, not people, just but my friends. They're the people I'm... Try to be as blunt as possible with my friends, my closest people in my life. Like, because I would want the same thing in return. So it's just like, you know, I'm always going to shoot it straight. But it's like, when you cross those moments, like, you need a person. I want that person... In my life to say like, Austin, get your shit together. Like, yeah. You know, or go do this. Like you're slacking off. So I try to be that friend to get that in return, you know.
0: Bro, and, and knowing that makes you realize who your real friends are. And no disrespect to anyone, but there's a lot of fake people out there. And it's not to say they don't mean good for you. It's just like. They don't mean what they
2: say. They, mean, they might yeah, mean they'll, good might you. Yeah, they'll give you the easy But answer. they don't mean what they say. And. You need those real friends that are going to tell you, get your shit together and just get it done, you know, get it done.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, lifting or anything like that. It can be just moving the body. I think is really the most important part. And like whatever way you want to try to do that. So it's, <laughs> it's just, I mean, whether it be like, dude, you can go ice skating if that's something that you want to do. But like, you know, something that m- makes you move, like running, obviously, lifting, You can go play tennis. Like there's tons of things. You can go rock climbing. Yeah, there's yeah. Tons I mean, of ways to move your body and find a hobby that works for you that you actually really enjoy. And I think like that like is really the beginning of like where mental health starts, I, you know.
2: So. I uh, I saw a post today where the FDA, I think it was the FDA, it was a government agency. They did a chart of foods and Lucky Charms was more recommended higher than ground beef. I swear to God, Joe Rogan it. That makes me it. so angry. Lucky Charms. And the fifth one, like best thing for you to eat was Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> Who made
0: the list, though?
2: I don't remember. Government agency? It it it, it, it's definitely a government agency. And don't take us down, please. We pay taxes. (laughs) Dude, it was crazy, crazy. Yeah.
0: Okay, so just real quick, uh, to kind of bring us back and kind of round everything up, I, I you mentioned earlier, or you wrote to me earlier, that at one point in your life you forced positive thinking or literacy or books or yeah you forced this in your life tell me about that
1: um so i think going back to like 2019 i was just trying to figure out how to tackle my own mental health and i've always had the belief that i can you know i can do the work myself i never wanted to i always thought i didn't need to go to therapy and I, i still feel that way i feel like i can work through anything on my own or with the people around me. Um so I started by trying to build those tools and podcasts were kind of just taken off a little bit in 2019 20 that that whole back end right there. Um but yeah, I started listening to just as many brain building podcasts that I could. Um just also just trying to listen to different stories of people's lives, what they learned and seeing how I could apply them to my life. Um, And then, you know, that's something I still do. I've tried to listen to as much as many. I think gaining perspective on life is super important. It's just like the more stories that you can hear, the more you understand the rest of life uh, in one way or another. Whether that be something cultural or like even it could be educational. You can learn something like that. Um, Whether it be like even something with finance, like there's always something to learn. Uh, with with any of the media that's out there and just like trying to consume positive media rather than getting stuck in the the doom scrolling and, <laughs> all <of> that stuff. <laughs> right. Okay. But like, yeah, I mean, even that, like, right, you can, you can choose to can follow these news accounts. Yeah. Right. Or instead like, Hey, like for me, I follow nutritionists yep. and doctors talking about get it from real people. Right. Exactly. People who like study this stuff, people who understand these things. Um, that's a, experts big tip
0: for people with since social media is so big nowadays um is look at who you're following like if you're constantly going on there and you're getting triggered by something or someone that posts and it's just unfollow them you know what i mean and follow someone else in in replace or or you know you want the things that you consume to be positive and self-building for yourself whatever that looks like right so if there's you know it's a hard question sometimes for people, and it's hard for them to eliminate or unfollow someone, for example. Um, but if that's what you got to do to improve your quality of life and improve your focus and and improve your mental energy, so that it can go towards other things, what I mean is what I mean. Um, you're not wasting it on that thought or getting st- stuck in a rabbit hole of seeing that something that you know makes you feel worse in any way. So, yeah, and, and social media and and. YouTube,
2: the internet in general is such a great tool if you know how to use it, but it can also deviate your interest and to things that don't have any sense. So, you know, you could be worrying about what the Kardashians are doing, things that yeah. don't impact your life at all, which is fine to entertain yourself briefly with things like that if you want, if that's your thing, but also try to spend some time on, there's so many great accounts on social media for nutrition, for mental health, for learning how to fix fix your toilet if it breaks down, you know? Like, learn things. Educate yourself on every matter that you're interested in and use that powerful tool, Tool which, I mean, you can go on YouTube and find lectures from Princeton University for free. That was impossible 10, 10, 15 years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. So... get smarter every day and that's a great youtube channel get smarter every day too
1: it is i've checked it out myself you ever seen that one no yeah
2: very good very good
1: yeah um yeah 100 percent. it's about just surrounding your brain with healthy things um and learning as much as you possibly can expanding your perspective on as much as possible and i think that's what i've really done with at least podcasts and more recently I've been slamming audiobooks. that's kind of started doing that on trail.
0: That's something I need to start. Um I have yeah, so many books I want to read.
1: So yeah, it's But
0: like reading them takes a while.
1: Right. It's and it's really hard for me. Like I have ADHD. I can't focus on a book for more than like twenty to thirty <laughs> minutes. It. So it's just hard for me to find that focus reading. But you know, I constantly you know, I'll sit in a car and drive somewhere for an hour, slam out a couple chapters of a book. And so that's really fun for me. So like on my commute in and out of work, I listen to a book every morning. So that's like also another thing I do. It's just first thing, every morning, I start with a podcast or a book. So I'm just starting off my day, learning something, or just you know, which is it's just always new, uh, rather than listening to music, like, or just yeah, you know, watching news and whatever. It might Dr-
0: driving is a great time to attain information oh yeah and again i love listening to music when i drive that's the best place to listen to music is in your car couldn't agree more but or, but you got to choose right you gotta right it's on the way home yeah it's on the way home exactly yeah. so yeah. that's a huge tip is to listen to a podcast or an audiobook in your car every day yeah. at some point 20 minute drives here or there you can oh, yeah. really cover a lot of information
1: i actually have a playlist on spotify of a bunch of Podcasts, share it, share it. uh share So, podcasts.
2: besides the New Life podcast, which are your top three podcasts?
1: Okay, so besides <laughs> New Life, as being being number one, um, I think I'd put Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss show, number one. I would probably is he
0: the one who wrote Four Hour Work Week? Yes. Yeah, I was just reading that earlier. Really.
1: His podcast is amazing. He's really, really awesome interviewer. um Just doesn't he's not afraid to dig deep. Uh, and get into the the stuff with people. So it's really cool. Uh, Rich Roll, who's more... He does endurance athletes. I listen to him a lot. Uh, just high performers. And I also listen to... A mix, I would say, third would be Rogan and Jocko. Both of them podcasts. Jocko, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the common denominator with all of them is they're all mindset people. Yeah. And just... There, that's where I've gotten a lot of this stuff is just listening to people who do hard things and trying to put myself in the situation to do hard things.
0: So so just to wrap up, what's your biggest key for mental health? And and you just said one, start fucking moving.
1: Yeah. Moving the body. That's one. Yeah, move the body first and foremost. I think but, uh, it unlocks a lot more. Um, but I guess in terms of mental health, just don't, it goes down to fear. Just don't be afraid to tackle what you're afraid of. I think doing the things you're scared of help you overcome your internal uh anxieties and fears inside. Um so you know through through action, uh, you can take care of a lot of mental health, I think. I mean it's something I'm constantly battling with, always. Um there's good days and there's bad days. But I think you and know there always that, will be. Right. But I think I kinda connected to one thing I figured out on the trail. I always wear a hat and I'd be constantly climbing mountains just super steep climbs kicking my ass and looking up looking up and one day I was like dude just keep it under the brim of your hat and I try to go with that motto with like a lot of things recently um but meaning when you're looking down the hat restricts you of what's forward what's way in front of you you can only look a couple steps ahead and um I think that, you know, when you look towards that big end goal, you forget about the steps in front of you and it gets way harder. You know, think about doing hard things like that. It's like climbing a mountain You're You got five miles to go and you keep looking up and you keep looking up. Um, That's huge, dude. But yeah, I think that would be my thing is just, you know, stay under the brim of the hat. Take care of the little things today that will help you tomorrow. Like we talked about 1% at the beginning. Um, We're talking here, but. Just doing something that makes you one percent better today—it's awesome—and ultimately, just being able to build off of that.
2: Yeah, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. So once, you know, once you were done with that, and you looked back, you were like, "My God, I just did that!" You know. Yeah. But while you were there, you were just taking one step at a.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, those benchmarks on trail are insane. Like California—it's like, bam! I just walked across California. It's like looking back, that's insane. You're
2: saying that, and I it's hard, even hard to believe. I, I mean, it's like it's right hard and to put into perspective.
1: It's over, and I'm like, dude, I walked across the country. That's insane. It's pretty. So, sick. You got to go
0: horizontally, though.
1: I want to ride a bike across the country. That's <laughs> that's my also on the
0: I don't know about that. Why, dude, because you're all like crunched up,
1: bro. It'd be so much, stretch. so much faster, and you get to eat burgers every night. I can convince you.
0: Yeah, yeah. you can load up on cars.
1: Yeah, I'd be down yeah like dude it would only take like two months probably all
0: right guys so thank you for tuning in for this episode of the new life podcast shout out our guests awesome episode we're gonna have you on again for sure and we're gonna when we get another mic we're gonna have you and mike on yeah to 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 talk all pct like stories and dive deep yeah yeah. that would be fun so thanks guys
2: have a good night day morning whatever time you're listening to follow us share and thank you for listening
0: Keep smiling, keep listening. <laughs>